Mike, Mike, Mike. It's a show about nothing today. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm just happy that the AC is on here. Eight episode. This is episode thirty, man. Congratulations. Happy thirtieth anniversary. Happy thirtieth anniversary, man. Um, you didn't give me a gift, but yeah, I owe you a, a hamburger. No, 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 no. Steak, Roof Chris steak. A steak. I actually yeah. just was, I was just there last weekend. It was amazing. I wish uh, I didn't have to pay for my meal, but. Yeah. Well, maybe this weekend we could go, um, I was telling Stan, we could go to uh, Great Adventures for the water park. I, I hate water parks, man. Oh, man. Sorry. Maybe paintballing up there. We could do paintballing. I'll settle, I'll settle for my steak, too. Like, that, that's always an option, if, if you ever want to. Well, we're, we're, so we, we should do something this weekend. Yeah, yeah I'm down. I'm definitely down. I don't down. have my daughter this weekend, so it's yeah. party. And there's no boxing this weekend, I don't think, right? I don't think so. No, nothing this weekend. Um, so some some uh, some sh- crap we're gonna talk about now. Crap! All right, let's get into it. Um, Angel fought yeah. on uh, the seventeenth in Tampa, Florida. It was an incredible event uh, for TNK boxing promotions. Uh, I'm not gonna give them no shout outs because they fucking made us take uh, Uber back Uber. home. Yeah, it's crazy. I was pissed about that. They made me pay for my luggage coming in. They didn't want to respond for that $35. Um, but, hey, what goes around comes around. And you would have thought the, the last fight we did, it was Bad Promotions. That was the name of their promotion and company. They were, they, were, they were great. They were great. They were great. And then these guys, I don't, I don't know. but This guy was very shady, paying everybody in cash. He looked like a crook. <laughs> I'm going to start off with they picked Carlos, myself, and Angel. We were the last people, and on purpose, I wanted to be last. Mm. I want to piss off the opponent, you know, you know, like, oh, he's not here, he's not, he's not here for the, for the physical, for mm-hmm. the actual, you know, for the doctor thing. This is the day of the fight. Mm-hmm. So they were worrying. I'm sure they were, because they, they don't see us for yeah, over an hour. Like, where the, where the we had to be there at the same time. Mm-hmm. And I know the show cannot go on unless we're all there. And I told them, oh, pick us up. They send this guy... Named Moses, uh, he said he fought. I don't, I don't remember if he did or not. Uh, I didn't check, but he picked us up with this Russian guy, and you can't make this stuff up. They were drinking and driving through the whole time, <laughs> through the whole driving you to the to the venue <laughs> to the venue. They oh, were shit. drinking and driving through the whole venue. The Russian guy was talking some crap, and the Puerto Rican guy from my area in Ponce, Puerto Rico, I didn't know he was from there. Mm was giving us a bunch of bullcrap stories of when he got arrested and he was looking at 30 years in prison and the judge said, hey, man, just go home and get your life together, which is hard to believe. Yeah, what judge and, is doing that? And then he got arrested again. Uh, and the crap that he was saying, he was stealing from drug dealers and kingpins. Oh, yeah, he was and he was drunk. He was I drunk. don't know what the hell he was saying. He was this drunk. was Nobody believed this. If he would have told this to cops... They still wouldn't believe it. You know, like you're robbing all these kingpins and stuff and you're still alive. Yeah. You know, um, and, I, you know, I, I went along with the charades because. You, you love we, the nonsense. We were on our way to the venue and they were our right there. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was a scene where this Russian guy was. Uh, so this Puerto Rican guy was pouring on the cup the liquor, right? And this guy's not paying attention, and I'm hitting Carlos. Carlos was on my right side, and Angel was at the opposite side, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, Mercedes SUV. And I was tapping him with my side, right? Like, look at this. And literally, this guy did a curve, right? Angel almost, I mean, Angel, uh, Carlos almost crapped on his pants. <laughs> but we almost got killed. And these Before guys. Before you even got to the fight. Yeah, before we even got to the fight, it it was it was something. Uh, That's wild. You can't you can't, yeah, you make, can't make this stuff up. up. That's wild. On our way from New York, we got into the airport. We had to pay thirty five dollars per luggage, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, we weren't aware of this. They were mm-hmm. supposed to provide that, uh, but now I know that JetBlue makes you pay thirty five dollars for yeah. carry ons. Yeah. So don't take JetBlue. Take Delta. Unless you're a JetBlue member, like I am. Yeah. So now I'm getting myself one of these cards that you get flyer mileage, whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um, but we saw three or four episodes of 
um, the Four Kings on Showtime. Oh, that was good. Yeah. And it, it was it, it just shed a light in a total different way that I've never seen some of these guys. Um, for the people out there, for the people. if they don't know who the Four Kings are. Uh, Marvin Hagler, Marvelous Marvin Hagler, mm-hmm. Roberto uh, Hands of Stone Duran, my favorite fighter, Sh- Sugar Ray Leonard, and Thomas the Hitman Hearns. Mm-hmm. You can't go wrong with anybody there. You pick anybody and you ride with them for their career, and you know you're going to be a winner. Yeah. Uh, all Hall of Famers considered for the greatest, uh, m- you know, middleweights and welterweights of weights, histories. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would I would just say there was five kings. Wilfred Benitez. Yeah, he doesn't get the he doesn't get the uh, the shine. That's because he didn't fight Hagler. If he would have fought Hagler, he would have been part. He would have been part of the five yep. kings. And because he's a Hall of Famer. And how do you think that fight would have went? Interesting, because he he was like an older version, well, a that time version of a of a Floyd Mayweather with defense in a different way. So he didn't stop, do he, he didn't do that. shoulder rolls. We did head movement, and he was a great counter. He was puncher. he was a slick boxer. He was he was slick. He's he, in the top five. I, I think I think he would have gave Hagler a little trouble. I think he would have put up a good enough fight for people to talk about it. He would have been a fifth king. I, I think so. I think was, so too. He was beating Sugar Ray Leonard. True. Until Leonard caught him. Yeah. True. And Leonard to this day said he missed so many punches. Mm-hmm. He did. He so did. So many punches. He he. I think he pulled his shoulder. Mm-hmm. And Leonard himself wound up marrying his sister Juanita. Mm-hmm. And they became brother-in-law. But he even said um, Benitez was notorious for training for two weeks for fights. Mm. Two weeks. Leonard said, imagine he would have trained for six six months or three months. Yeah, you never he know. He probably beats me. Yeah. You yeah. know, you just never know with this yeah, guy. He was yeah. that talented. Yeah. He beat Roberto Duran. I mean, Duran couldn't land nothing. Mm-mm. He's and, hard to hit. He's hard to hit. Tommy Hearns... Uh, I, it was a boring fight. Hearns won, but mm-hmm. he missed a lot of punches. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never got to fight uh, Marvin Hagler. Mm-mm. But, man, that would have been nice. And Hagler, on the on the Four Kings episode, was actually talking about he were, you know the people that he wanted to fight was Hearns, Leonard, Durant. He mentioned Benitez. Mm. That would have been beautiful, man. Mm-hmm. Beautiful. Because then that means all of them would have fought everybody. Yeah, yeah. You know? What a time. I wish I, wish I was alive. During that time. Um, that, that was exciting boxing back then. Exciting boxing back mm-hmm. then. You know, Leonard was the pretty boy coming out of the 1976 Olympics. And he didn't want to fight. He didn't really want to turn pro. He was happy and content with the gold medal. Uh, he was going, I think, to be a businessman um, or engineer or something like that. But his parents were in need. So you couldn't tell. He was fighting like he was trying to kill him in, in the ring. Well, he you know what like... it is? I think his parents got ill and... and he didn't know anything. He didn't know what to do, and he couldn't make that money that fast. And they offered him a major payday, and he signed. And you know, mm-hmm. the rest is history. He mm-hmm. was making a lot of money. Now it's crazy because Angel made a thousand dollars this past uh, a week and a half ago. Two weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago, he made a thousand dollars for four rounds, twelve mm-hmm. minutes, which is still phenomenal, right? And got and got it in cash. So that means he doesn't have to pay any. Any taxes? Yeah, we're going to cut that out. We're going to cut that out. Marvin Hagler, there was a fight Marvin Hagler had, a six-rounder, and he made $70. That's crazy. I'm like, Marvin Hagler made... If, 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 if Marvin Hagler would have been here, I would have given him double that. To double that's it? <laughs> Yo, I did. I give you one hundred and forty dollars to fight for my show. What? You know? Yo, seventy dollars is crazy. Even back then, I know like the dollar was different, valued different then. But seventy dollars is, is still nothing then. For a six rounder. For a six round fight, crazy. He was making a little bit under ten dollars a round. <laughs> that, that, Shit. One of the greatest middleweights of all time. That's you a, know. That's like a street fight right there. That's like. And and what was what was crazy about it that he was a national champion. He had a lot of amateur experience. Mm-hmm. He fought. For the I think World Games or whatever he was gonna fight in the Olympics something went wrong but but uh you know first pro fights he shouldn't be making seventy dollars you would think they would sign him for yeah. bigger stuff and it depends where he was fighting too like he was probably just taking taking whatever he could get and the road to fame was a long road for Marvin Hagler because he had to fight mm-hmm. every tough dude there was from mm-hmm. from round. 
first fight to the end. Since he wasn't no Olympic guy, no pretty boy, he had to fight all the rugby yeah, guys. He had to get it out the mud. He had to fight all the DC boys and all the Philadelphia guys, the Benny Briscoes, all those guys, and he did. He pulled it off, and and Beat every him. fight was rugged. Mm-hmm. And he was always in shape. He was always taking good care of himself. And uh, he fought Vito Antofano. <coughs> excuse me, two times. The first time was a draw, which was bull crap. Yeah, it was not a draw. And uh, you know they fought again. Years later, after, uh, 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 you know, because he felt he won the fight. And, he, you know, and uh, Vito Antifermo lost the belt. And then Alan Mentor from British had the belt. And he was saying some crazy comments about uh, no black man will ever beat me. And Marvin Hagler took that real wrong about serious. That. And he said, I'm just going to go there and punish him, man. He punished him mm-hmm. bad. Mm-hmm. Now, the guy was no wimp. Alan Mentor, even though he talked that trash, he was back and he was throwing still. But he was getting beat up bad, bad. They stopped the fight. He got KO'd. Got his ass whooped. And it's a shame that Hagler had to go through a hard road, right? Mm-hmm. And at the end, the fans were throwing bottles on the, in the ring, mm-hmm. right? And he couldn't celebrate his victory there. He had to celebrate when he got know, back. When they, when they sent the belt to him, which mm-hmm. was crazy. Um, and you know the Roberto Duran story. Everybody knows he came from poor, and Ray Arcel, the trainer, took him, and you know he became a world champion. And you know they emphasized the situation on the no mas. Um, you know he was he was really out of shape, and uh, I got that little stupid ringtone. Yeah, they they. They said, you know, he was he was real high off that that first win. Yeah, he was high off that win, and and Leonard had a, an immediate rematch, and uh, he knew that Duran was notorious for blowing up thirty and forty and in 50 between pounds, fights, and he did, mm-hmm. and he called for the immediate rematch, and Duran being machismo said, "I beat him once, I beat him again." Took the fight, didn't mm-hmm. have enough time to train, and uh, was taking a Daryl legs to clean himself out and things like that. But, um, you know, Sugar Ray Leonard was making a lot of funny faces and mocking him and goofing around and being a clown. Yeah, he fought him completely and, different the second and fight. And Duran just, you know, he just quit, you know, and it looked bad. Now, only Duran knows the whole story. Now, in the, in the story, he said, look, I just got, I was just exhausted and I had lost a lot of weight. And, you know, Leonard was fighting a smarter fight. And I just couldn't deal with Leonard's new style, and I couldn't deal with me being exhausted and 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 depleted. He was depleted, and no energy, and he just quit. But his fans—it's how fast, how fast they turned on him. He was—he's considered the greatest Latino of all time, and the fans turned on him in, yeah, in Panama because he, he quit. Because he quit. Because he quit. And uh, it took a while for him to win the fans when he beat Ken uh, Ken Howard from New York, he knocked mm-hmm. him out. Mm-hmm. And then people loved him, and then he beat uh, Rand Barkley, and so on and so on. And he still won't admit that he said no mas. Yeah. He still won't. He still won't admit that he said he said that. No, on the thing he did. Did he on the yeah, four kings? Did. Yeah, yeah, the thing he, he. I saw I saw a documentary with him and Leonard, and it was like face to face, and he he wouldn't say he said it. Well, I didn't see that in the four kings. He said it again. Did he? I'm gonna have to. Yeah, you have to show him. me, man. But yeah, he he said it. Um, and then you know the story of Tommy Hearns, of course, you know. He was incredible. He, he was a tall, skinny kid, very shy. Yeah, one of a kind. And uh, training in Kronk Boxing Gym where it was loaded with big cockroaches. And <laughs> did you see that? Because, you know, it's funny because when I first went to Kronk's gym, that was one of the things I saw. And the roach literally flew from one side to the other. And I almost shit it in my pants. Yeah, I oh, said, yeah. what the hell? You, <laughs> you took me to the jungle? And it was, it's so muggy. It was so muggy in there. I was sweating on my way to the locker room. Oh, no. Nah. I was sweating that's on the amazing. way to the locker room. <laughs> and, and. That and, shit build character, though. And that builds character. It felt like it intensified even more throughout the day until I found out that Emmanuel Stewart used to turn the thermostat all the way to the right. Mm. And even made it even more mm. hot. So, of course, these water bugs, they, they love that. They love that shit. Oh, yeah. Were, they were all over the freaking place. They was training, too. <laughs> shit. It, it, it was. Damn, that's that's crazy. Yeah. I mean, that's how you, that's how you get champions. Yeah. yeah, for real. 
Yeah, it's, it builds character, man. Like, and you could you could you could see that in the way Tommy Hearns fought. A lot of those guys from the Crunk Gym, like, yeah, they would they were like they were different. Like, a lot of those guys are different. Well, listen, in today's standards, the twelfth round, Hearns would have beat him, right? Because by the twelfth round, Hearns was already he, winning. He was winning. He and was. He got killed in the fourteenth. Yeah. You know, and listen, uh, Leonard Talk showed Leonard. a lot of a lot of grit. Leonard showed a lot a lot of grit, and uh, but. Those guys were enormous. They were 6'2", 5'10 uh, and a half, 5'9". I mean, they were big boys yeah. for, for, for that welterweight yeah. division. Yeah. True. Um, so anyway, yeah, we saw that. I didn't get to see the last episode, the, the fourth one. Um, on the way back, we had um, Delta, and they took my, my luggage did, pro- proudly. Did you get the, uh, the, the Biscoff cookie on the flight? No, uh... That's the best. That's the best part about flying Delta. I'm thinking, was it on my way there, or on the way back? Don't, don't tell me I, that. I don't. They oh sure? no, actually, when I, it was on my way to Florida, you, when we were watching the fights, I ordered the cheese box, mm. had all the cheese and then crackers and cookies and raisins. And that was expensive, and then I had wine, and then I bought a whole <laughs> cheese box, and I so I was drinking wine, eating cheese, eating these. Crackers, you had wine and cheese on the plane. And my the the person next to me wasn't bothering me. He was a young kid, and his friend was a young kid, and Carlos was in the back falling asleep, and mm-hmm. Angel was behind me. He kept hitting my 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 uh, chair every time. I, there was a you know something with the fight. Like I'm watching the same thing he's watching, so he kept hitting my chair. <laughs> I kept looking back. Like, and, Angel, Angel was ready to fight, man. He, he was ready to go. But listen, um, it was it was a wonderful. Ride. I love being in the planes. We got over there. The, the we we went to the swim pool. The swim pool was beautiful. It was a heated swim pool. Oh, um, that's dope. And it was like ninety degrees, and the pool was hot. Um, and then we saw some wonderful kids, and and uh, uh, in there, and Jose Ocasio, his wife was there. Who's he's one of the fighters, and he was one of the announcers. So his wife was there, and some of the fighters were in the same uh, pool. And uh, but nobody really used it but us. We were constantly using that pool. Mm. And they probably seen y'all in there. And they was like, we ain't going in that pool. Yeah, and 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 Angel got loose, and we went upstairs, and he drank his electrolytes. He weighed in. The fight was supposed to be at 147 one, to 151. 151, yeah. We thought we were around 150, 151. Angel was at 147. His opponent was on 158. Mm-hmm. And I was happy. Then we went to get some steak. Uh, Angel ate comfortably. Luckily, I had Carlos with me because Carlos is a lot more... Um, you know, advance in the eating nutrition, nutrition, and 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 calorie counting and things like that, and and he helped them and he managed uh, his food intake. Um, then we kind of took a little stroll, went back to the hotel. We just kept watching fights, uh, and so what I like to do, right, is, like for someone like Angel, who's a who's a rough and tough type of guy, right. So I'm not gonna put fights with guys that are dancing around the ring. I want to put fights with guys that dance around the ring against guys who are, are brawlers mm-hmm. or sluggers, whatever you want to call it, right? Boxer punchers. Because that's what his opponent, his opponent was a was yeah. a boxer. Yeah, so uh, we put Costa Zoo, Zab Judah. Mm-hmm. We put uh, Mickey Ward, Zab Judah. Um, that's we, a good one. That was a good one. That, yeah. that was boring. That was a boring fight. Zab won every round. He yeah, said that one shot that he got caught. There's things that Mickey w- was doing that if you watch, if you really look at that fight, it's, it's always the boring fights where, where the gyms are, the hidden gyms. And that fight, Mickey Ward was doing a lot of clever things. Veteran shit. And that, well, Zab y- talked about that he got hit to the body by Mickey Ward. He wanted to quit. And in the corner, he's telling his, his uh, father, I, mm-hmm. I want to quit. Mm-hmm. And he almost shit in his pants. Mm-hmm. He probably did. Yeah. He probably yeah. won't say that, but yeah, that was yeah, a bad he, shot. He, he said Mickey was tough. was tough as tough opponent. Yeah. Which is tough. crazy because he was winning that fight easily. He was winning. He was winning. But, but hey, he, he knows better than I do. Yeah. Um... And then we were watching Floyd Mayweather and Marcos Madonna. That's another one. Good one. Uh, Felix Trinidad and uh, Ricardo Mayorga. Mm. Uh, so we watched a lot of good fights. And and um, and we were just studying and we were going over the, the training plan. techniques and mm-hmm. the game plan. And we knew we were fighting Enzo Herrera, who was one and all. No, 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 no losses, no knockouts. Very clever Cuban fighter. He was the favorite. He had a big, big... Uh, Fan base. He's a hometown guy. Hometown guy. And, um, you know, he has a very good jab. So my goal was taking the jab away from 
uh, Enzo Which and you put did. the pressure. And seeing and knowing that he didn't have that power because he fought a guy that had uh, uh, 30-something losses, 18 by knockout, whatever. Mm-hmm. He couldn't stop that guy. So um, I knew that he wasn't going to stop it. And Angel was training hard, man. And yeah, Angel, Angel's tough. Angel's yeah. I give a lot of credit to uh, Cordell Booker for helping us in the training camp. Uh, Cordell Booker is from Revolution uh, in Connecticut. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, he helped us a lot, man. Pro fighter. And all the guys that he put in that gym to spar with Angel as well, and that helped us a lot. And uh, Ryan Diaz as, as well helped us in Diaz Boxing Club. And, and Lou, uh, my nephew Lou, also helped us. And mm-hmm. Milton, even Milton even helped. Milton, yeah. Um, Kendrick. Mm-hmm. Um, and we had that kid Harley, um, forgot his last name. He's five and all. Uh, he's f- fighting this week and he's fighting again in a few weeks. Mm-hmm. A big boy. Uh, Harley also was sparring with Angel. So we had a lot of quality uh, of sparring. And uh, everyone felt that we won, including the announcers, which was uh, Louis Colazzo and um, uh, Nate Campbell. Nate Campbell was and, there. And Jose Ocasio. They were all. Uh, announcing and they thought that we won the fight. In fact, during the fight, they were mentioning uh, his conditioning. Mm-hmm. They were mentioning how good Angel's condition was. Yeah, he he was uh, on top of that. He to, was on top of that guy to, to absorb shots and land at a high pace and mm-hmm. continue putting pressure and stuff. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. that's what we did. I specialize in strength training, and conditioning, and uh, you know Tito actually gave me a lot of credit. Uh, Tito Vargas and he wants me to help. And with some of his people and maybe uh, help Josue as well. But, uh, yeah, it was it was a, a rough fight. Unfortunately, we had a draw. Um, and I was very upset about that. But I'll take the draw over a loss. And um, it, was, it, was, it was, that's the only sour part of it. Yeah, and it cause... sucks because these guys are fighting, right? These guys are fighting for their life. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're getting punched. One punch can... Kill them. One punch can make them blind. One punch, uh, they could lose a tooth, broken ribs. Also, it could change your life. And, and you know, for these people to play favoritism in in, in uh, the judges, right? It's very dirty. Um, it, it's just dirty, man. And, I you know, it. what it is is these promoters, they get these guys, right? They, they put the show and they put their favorites. Um, and they'll pretty much talk to the judges and say, oh, you know, this guy's the favorite. And, you know, without them saying throw the fight, this is what they're kind of doing. You know, I'm new to this show and I'm going to be putting a lot of shows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these are my favorite guys and these are the guys it's I'm all, It's with, all politics. You know? So, you know, I'm hoping for them to do good. And if you guys do good, and you know, I'm going to keep calling you to my shows. And mm-hmm. so, of course, a lot of these judges want to, you know, get called and get paid for this, you know. You know, and, and it's messed up because... They're not fighters. They're not the ones getting punched in the face, you know. And the same way it happens over here too. If Enzo would have fought over here, you know, it, it would have been Angel would have had the, the, you know, the judges. So, you know, I would like boxing to stick more into who really wins and who really loses, you know. Yeah, these, these maybe, guys train too hard for that. Maybe, maybe we should get, because they get it much better than the uh, judges, uh, some of the sports writers. Maybe we should get some of the sports writers writing, refer- uh, um, judging these fights. Maybe. You, th- you think sports writers should I mean, start? I mean, they have, I mean, not just any sports writer, boxing sports writers. But these guys are the ones that are voting people into the Hall of Fame. They have the power to put you in the Hall of Fame. So they should have a I say. Think... And they should take classes, obviously. Yeah, but see, even that is, is I think it'll be the same because it's, it's, it's still going to be human beings. With, they're gonna just do what they want or do what's what's conducive to their their life. Like, there's a criteria that judges are supposed to follow. Yeah. And they don't follow it. They they blatantly don't follow the criteria. There's four criteria that they need to score around on, and they don't follow it. You can watch a fight and be like, man, this guy is, he's winning this round. He won the second round. You can score the fight, and then a judge will have a complete different score, and you're like, what the fuck was you watching? What is the name of the bozo from uh, Tesla? Uh, <laughs> uh, Elon Musk. Maybe Elon Musk could come up with something where there's a, a three corners, three sides, mm-hmm. a machine that calculates who's landing, who's winning, and that might solve the problem and fire all these clowns. Yeah, these I don't know, man. Uh, it's it's a lot to the fight game. Like like even Angels fight, right? Like 
the other guy had his moments, but Angel was controlling, controlling the, the controlling pace, the pace of the fight. Took the guy's jab. Took the guy's the jab away. He was ripping. You could hear the body shots. Eight, could, eight ounce gloves, and I was wincing for the guy. I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. Shit, this guy's gonna yeah. go down in a minute. Going down, Timber. Yeah. He he landed. But, he landed the cleaner, more effective punches, the harder punches, and he controlled the pace. He backed the guy up. He had the guy on the ropes a lot of times. He threw more punches. Yeah. And he made the guy miss a lot, too. Yeah, yeah. He, he took that jab away. He, he was he slipping. He was moving his head. Yeah. You know, he was cutting the ring. We still got to work on a lot of things. We mm -hmm. still got to work on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. And this is a sport that it never ends. You still got to keep working and drilling things. Uh, and there's so much to still do. But I actually liked a lot of the stuff that I worked on. I worked with Angel. And uh, we're supposed to be fighting, hopefully, August 6th in Florida. Probably Tampa again with the same bullshit promoter. But, um, listen, hey, we're going out there. We're going to do the best way we can. We're, we're looking to win all the time. We're not looking to lay down. It's funny because we were the blue side, right? The blue side was actually picked as the losers. Mm -hmm. And the red side was all from Florida, the favorites, selling mm -hmm. all the tickets, right? And it's crazy because there was 12 fights, right? Mm -hmm. Actually, no, 11 because one pulled out. The first fight was a draw. The second fight. The blue corner won by knockout. Mm. The third fight was another draw. And and oh and then So these guys are probably losing. These guys were all losing. The, the, uh, one guy, one guy, um, forgot his name. I wrapped his hands. His his trainer didn't know how to wrap hands. In a professional level, you don't know how to wrap hands, you shouldn't be a trainer. Um <laughs> I don't care if That's facts. If that's a if fact. you do the best you can and they pass it then take it. But this gave me no attempt, no, no practice whatsoever. You got to learn. You, you got to learn. You got to learn how to wrap damn how hands. you a professional trainer. You know, in the amateurs and in the pros, it's disgusting, you know. Or have somebody there that does it. Yeah, have, have a cut man. <laughs> like you shouldn't have, have to ask man. another trainer, yo, you, can you wrap my fighter's hands? And I wrapped his hands. Yeah, he said, oh, I'll pay you $20. The guy never paid me the $20, but you know what? We're going to get that back in August. You know. I'll get it back. The guy had a record of two wins and 15 losses, and he was KO 15 times. And then when I'm watching him shadow box, it was the worst thing I've ever seen. Milton looked a lot better than this guy. I don't speak that name anymore, but go ahead. Yeah, Milton is, is, is in, He's as in the crap. He's excommunicated. And I have to say, this guy went out there, and I, if I would have betted money, he had the Apollo Creed shorts. He went out there, fought a guy that was 8-0, right, with eight knockouts. He was the big star. And the guy was... So, the dude, the dude that you wrapped, whose hands you wrapped, yeah. you said he was 0-15, oh you said? No, 2-15. 2-15. Yeah, with 15 by knockout. <laughs> so, he got knocked out 15 times. He didn't shadow box. He's he fighting work. a dude that's 8-0 with eight knockouts. This guy didn't do... Look, I And he had the Apollo Creed shorts on. Yeah, the Apollo Creed ready shorts. Ready to die. And he, he had no muscle. He looked like he just came for the check. And a lot of guys do that. They mm -hmm. don't want the check. And he went in there and for a guy that was undefeated. Mm -hmm. The guy that was undefeated dropped him in the first round. Mm. He got up, punched the guy with a straight left hand. Guy was knocked out. <laughs> you, you can't make That's boxing for up. you. That's boxing. And so what we were doing is these guys... We're coming in with draws or wins. And so I was like, yo, let's keep going with this. Let's keep going. They think we're all suckers and we're coming out here on top. You know, they think <laughs> we think we're easy, easy cheesecakes here. Another, and they're all another guy had 20 something losses, right? And one win. <laughs> and he won the decision with a guy that has like 15 knockouts, uh, 17 wins, one loss. And he won the decision with him. So we were. Even though some some of these guys were losing, there were there were victories for them, you know. Yeah, like I yeah. went the distance. With I went the distance guy. with you, yeah. You know? Or I won the draw. Or you robbed, or they robbed me. I or really won, and me. they robbed me, yeah. And then of course Angel went in there, put a tremendous performance, and we had a draw. Um, which, you know, Angel which... was heartbroken, man. And now you know after after he spoke to Keith Thurman, mm -hmm. and uh, you know I posted that video, and Thurman was saying, "Yo, I thought you won, bro. You bang him to the body." Louis Colazzo said, "You won." Everybody said he won. He won the and fight. Even fans from the crowd said, yeah, yo, I thought yeah, you won. Yeah, he won the fight. The, the matchmaker came to us, said, yo, I thought you won. Another promoter from Bad Promotion, mm -hmm. uh, the, 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 the big guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, uh, I remember. Uh, 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 Aaron, Aaron was yeah. there. He said, yo, uh -huh. I thought you won this fight too. 
Every and so Angel started feeling comfortable. Everybody that watched it from us was responding. They said, "Yo, we so you, one too." But you know, it's 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 messed up that that kind of stuff has to happen because they don't understand how that affects the fighters. Like, yeah, that could kill a guy. guys. These guys are working hard. They're training hard, and they go out there. They win the fight, and you take it from them. Like that could crush somebody's whole career. And it's good that. Yeah, it's, it's he's got pro guys coming up to him like, "Yo, listen, I thought you won." And this is this is not like basketball or baseball where these guys have twenty million dollar, twenty million a year contracts. When right. they lose, they still getting twenty million dollars, right, right. and they're happy. These guys are not making even ten thousand dollars, and they they losing or Shit, winning it's a, it's a or grind. whatever. It's a grind. You're grinding, you know. Um, but hey, listen. After that, we went out to the Waffle House, and I scuffed down a lot of food. And, uh, you know, Angel wanted a drink. He got one little drink, but he never got to drink, get high or anything like that. You know, <laughs> drunk. Um, I got the cigars. We were smoking the cigars. We had a good time. We ate. We actually stood up all night, the whole 24 hours. We didn't sleep because we were at the Waffle House at 1 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, yeah. That's and, my spot. And the clown from the promotion, right, he didn't want to take us to the airport. So... Something happened to our flights if it wasn't for Liz, Carlos's wife, to, to find out, hey, Wilson's uh, and Angel's flights got canceled and got moved up, whatever. Mm -hmm. Something wrong with the plane. So she kept checking, checking. She found something in Delta for 5 o'clock in the morning. So I'm like, oh, it's 1 o'clock. Let's stay we'll up take it. Yeah. So we stood up. We ate. We, 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 we had fun. We smoked cigars. We went upstairs. Everyone took a shower. We packed. And we called... Um, who the hell we called? We called, oh, he called an Uber guy. Mm -hmm. And this guy looked like he was part of the gay parade. <laughs> but, you know, <laughs> but nice guy. We're also going to cut that out. We're going <laughs> to carry, carry on. Are, are you? <laughs> no, nah, I'm not cutting that shit out. No, but he was, he was a nice guy. We don't cut shit out on this podcast. Yeah, that's right. Uh, but nice guy. Very nice guy, man. And listen, he, he, uh. It's funny because Angel had fireworks. Angel bought fireworks <laughs> in Florida. And, um, yeah, I was out there wilding. I'm glad and, I didn't uh, come. I gave it to the guy. I said, hey, give it to this guy, man. He gave, he brought us, he took us. He was oh, a that's nice, nice. guy. That's that, that guy was really nice. I think it was a, he had a heavy accent, Cuban accent. Very nice guy. And I gave it to him, and uh, I was happy. Shout out to Angel, though, man. I'm, I, I'm, I, like I told him already, I'm proud of him. To me, he won. He, that's a W. I don't see it as a yeah. draw on his record. He won that fight. And that's how I'm going to carry it. That's how I told him. I was like, you won the fight. So let's move forward. You got to win. No yeah. matter what the records say, we know what happened. And we're going to fight again. And we're going to fight August again. August 6th. And then we have another fight in uh, uh, Guaranteed in December at um, the, Sun uh, Sunno the, Sun to. the Sunoka Casino in... Um, Seneca? Seneca, yes. Yeah, I got Se you. Seneca worry. Casino in uh, uh, Niagara Falls. Mm-hmm. So they oh, that's good. That's they, they yeah. Were, yeah, that's a big that's a big event. That's yeah, where he fought yeah. Charles Garner. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so Garner and them say, "Yo, you could train up here, and I'll help you with the sparring, and I'm gonna bring my people up there to support Angel." Let's do it. So that's love, bro. Let's Angel's ex fighter that he fought in the fight. His first fight. Bring yeah. people there to support Angel. That's all, that's number love. So very very excited uh, for the event. And also the day before, David won the Ringmasters. Facts. And, Shout um, out to David. I was very happy. He beat, he beat. He won the Ringmasters. But now I get a text from head of boxing that they get, that he didn't win. He has one more match, which makes no sense to me. Yeah, they're doing like because, some re remix. Yeah, it's like reloaded. Uh, some some stupid shit. Yeah, for six other fights. He right? gonna win again. It don't matter. But what I understand is this: I did handball tournaments. I did domino tournaments. Um. If there's a double, if there's elimination, right? Double elimination, right? So what happens is if you get eliminated the first time, you're in the loser's bracket. Right. And that's it. If you get eliminated the second time, you're done. That's the double that's elimination. It. That's it. So you keep winning, winning, winning. When you're in the finals, that's it. That's it. So because the guy never had a loss, David had a loss. David beat him. So now they're saying, oh, he, he got to try one more because he has only one loss. That, that makes nothing. For that, they should have did that event. Somewhere else, and then have it at the garden. Yeah, exactly, you know? exactly. Why have the main event at the garden and now change it up for some? I don't know. Dave, I mean, Dave, going bust his ass again. That was a flop, but it just seems like boxing allergy is getting a lot of bad uh, yeah. calls, and and you know. Yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. But yeah. But all in all, 
It was a good weekend. Shout out to David. Shout out to Andrew. Putting boxingology on the yeah, map. David won they his both, fight. They both fought. Andrew had a draw, but it's still a victory for us. Yep. Um, and that was after a three-year layoff. Three years off. He hurt three his back. Yep. He hurt his leg. I mm-hmm. mean, all sorts of stuff happened. Mm-hmm. He had a, a cut in his eye. And he was in amazing shape, too. And then he looked, COVID came. He looked came. great. Yeah. And, oh, and shout out to my buddy, uh, Freeway Rick Ross. Um, you know, he very proud of Angel, very, very proud of Angel, and said, you know, uh, Angel gets his next fight in, in uh, August and wins. We're going to, I'm going to work with him again and get him a lot of fights. And what happened is that he was working with him before, and then COVID came, and, uh, you know, it's just a mess. And then Angel was just not even focused. And now his, his focus is back. He's excited, he's motivated. He's been getting a lot of good sparring. He's going to get even better sparring now Now that the Quan Burgle mm-hmm. is part of the team. And we're going to take the Quan over there to spar also Kudel Booker. And uh, we're just excited. And and for all the people out there that you got, like, dreams or you got goals that you want to reach and you don't limit yourself because Angel's in his 30s. Angel's in yeah. his 30s. 31, 32. He's, 30, he's 32 years old, and he's pursuing boxing. And he's doing it. Like, he's in good shape. He's got – He's probably got five, six years. Yeah, five strong years. Five, five strong years, but he's committed and he's doing it, and it's happening before our eyes. And we've seen all the things that he's been through, and um, I know he's gonna listen to this. Um, but I told this guy I'm proud of him a million times. But he's motivation for me. So when I see him getting back on that horse and saying, "Yo, I'm, I'm a train, I'm a fight," at the age that he's at with his family, all the things that he's got going on, and he's still doing it, and to look that good in that fight, which was he looked. Like a complete different fighter from his first fight. Oh, man, listen. On the way in, right, when he took off his shirt. Oh, yeah. That was crazy. The place went, oh, shoot. Mm-hmm. This guy is shredded. Mm-hmm. Shredded, shredded, shredded. He, he was much shredded than when he fought uh, Charles Garner. Way, way more. And he was he was worried that he wasn't going to make weight. Yeah. And he was yeah. at weight. He was at weight. Days before the fight. And let me tell you something. I give a lot of credit to Enzo Herrera. He must have a tremendous conditioning uh, team. He went back to the gym, and I mean, he's following us also. Uh, you know, he didn't. His, know, his, they didn't his, want. They didn't want this fight. He picked the fight. Yeah, I know. That's his, two fights. That's Charles Gunner and him. that said, "No, I'll take. I'll take Angel." We had three. Shout guys out to that, them. Three guys that cancel fights against us. Yeah. And and you know, uh, because Angel's not an easy fight. Is, now they're gonna look at this and say, "Yeah, this guy's too tough." You know. It's a, that's a that's. It's like a, a kind of a lose-lose situation for Andrew because he's he's really tough. He's really tough, and his record don't speak for that. And you're like, all right, I'm gonna fight this guy, but this is gonna be a fight. Like this, yeah. this is gonna be a fight. Like it's almost like when Floyd fought Burton, Burton, Emmanuel Burton. Yeah, Augustus. yeah, yeah. Augustus. He had all these Emmanuel losses. Augustus. Yeah. And he was like, oh my god, this guy's an easy opponent. Went in there and uh-huh. he struggled with him. He got tagged. He got hit. Yeah. He was like, wait a minute, I gotta make adjustments. This guy, it's how tough. is this guy hitting me all over the place? Tough, awkward guys, man. But, Very but Andrew, Angel's tough. You're not gonna get him out of there, and he's coming for you the whole night. And he's he got some power. So. Eight ounce gloves. Getting smashed on the ribs yeah. for 12 minutes. And, I, and I, honestly, I thought this guy was going to break his ribs. And he stood there. I mean, this guy was standing. He, he just couldn't do anything else. Mm-hmm. He couldn't really move because Angel took his jab away. And this guy was very fluent with his feet. And he, he cut the ring and forced him to fight. Angel was countering beautifully and mm-hmm. making a miss and countering again and landing good shots. And listen, now that he broke the ice... On the next fight, we're going to be ready to go. We're back in August. We're back, we're back. in August. Hopefully, uh, depending on August, maybe September, then October, maybe December. We're looking for four more fights at least, or five, depending how how hard they are. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, very, very proud of them, man. Let's, very, very proud of them. Let's get into uh, this fight that was just announced. Uh, Anthony Joshua versus Usyk. I think Two. Us- I think Usyk going to beat him again. What do you think? You want to bet another steak? We, another well, burger steak, whatever the hell that is. You, you got to give me my steak first. <laughs> we could we could definitely bet on this one. Right. Um, I think Usyk is the the easy pick because he's the better boxer. He's more skilled. Um, and usually in the rematch, the boxer is gonna make the most adjustments. But we don't know adjustments. if he was training when he was in war. Right. This uh, this guy look. He looked like he wanted to kill Anthony Joshua. I ain't gonna lie. He you seen him at the press conference? No. He didn't want to break the stare down. 
like Anthony Joshua went start posing. This guy's like just staring him down. Like he's and you know what? That's dangerous. He's motivated. This guy probably is so pissed off that his country is getting annihilated yeah. by Russia yeah. that he wants to hurt somebody bad. Yeah, my man. Listen. And and if he beats him, man, the, there's a super fight out there for Usyk, and that's against Tyson Fury. Yeah. Well, let's let's slow down. Yes, that's true. That is true. But I think I think Anthony Joshua can pull off a win, but we just gotta see the old Anthony Joshua. And not when I say old Anthony Joshua, I'm not talking about Anthony Joshua against Ruiz and after. I'm talking about before that because he was a different fighter before that. He he wasn't gun shy. He used that jab. He still uses the jab well, and he still has some good moments in that fight. I don't I don't think people really watch that fight too close because Usyk didn't dominate him. He won the, he won the he fight unanimous, unanimously, but he didn't dominate Joshua. And Joshua landed some shots, but he was just gun shy. He was really gun shy. But if there shot. was a few more rounds, I think he stops. Joshua. No, 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 no. I don't think so. He was wobbling him at the end. I don't think so. I, I think I think I, I don't think Joshua has the goods. I think, I'm sorry. I think if Joshua he's got he's got new trainers now. Um this guy, like he's he's an athletic guy. He got he's got footwork, he's he's he got power, he got speed, he's six he no six chin. six. Yeah, but and his heart is questionable. A guy like that with that with all those tools, he didn't the trainers he had before, I, I didn't see them pull pull out all of his tools before. I, I it is really disappointing to watch him in the past because it's like they got this guy just on simple jab, simple jab, no pivots, no no nothing. He don't he don't move his head. I'm like he can and he can do well, this he stuff. Need, he don't need to move his head. He's much taller than Usyk. Nah, he's got to move his head. He's got to move his he head. He can use his hands. I would use he, his he's, hands to he's, block. He's susceptible to right hands. He's in a lot straight any straight punch. He's susceptible to it. He's just in a line of fire all the time. Um, I like I like Usyk to win again. I think. So we betting a stake on this. We're betting a stake. You're getting your stake or whatever you want. Yes. This, this yeah, weekend. I got, we got to get but, that. But uh, but uh, yeah, I think Usyk uh wins again. Um, decision. Who, yeah, decision. Definitely decision. Um, who else is next on, on the list here? Um, oh, Luis Ortiz is gonna be fighting Andy Ruiz. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 a good that's a goodie. And I'm going to pick Ortiz, the old man, mm. decision, because he has a jab. He has a very very disciplined jab. He's definitely not gonna get knocked out by Andy. Uh, you know, mm. I mean, the hardest puncher in boxing, Wilder took nine, ten rounds, eight, nine, ten rounds to knock him out, and he was losing the both fights. Ortiz, you know, Ortiz is tough. He's and, tough. You know, and he's crafty. Tell you, the, the fight before, uh, Andy Ruiz fought uh, Chris Ariola. He got dropped, and he looked sloppy. Most people thought he lost. I think I, I I was about to say that. He didn't look. He didn't look the same. He didn't look good. Know? He didn't not look good at all. Now that he's shredded and and, and and everything, he looks worse than when he was fat. You know. Yeah. Uh that that fight is fifty fifty to me, and uh, the reason I say that is because I don't know what Ortiz has left. I don't even know how old this guy is, for real. No one knows how old these Cuban fighters are. Yeah, I, I, I just don't know what he has left in the tank. Ortiz is one of my favorite heavyweights right now, and I think he's like... He's a nice guy. I think he's still hungry, uh, and he fights for his daughter because, you know, his mm-hmm. daughter has the same sickness as Deontay Wilder. Wilder's daughter, yeah. Um, but but uh, I don't think Andy Ruiz is hungry. I think Andy does it because he loves the sport, makes money. But I think the fact that he won the belt... And yeah, you know, I agree. I don't know why he did I after, agree. but I I just don't see him with that same hunger. He, he's just not that, that that hungry guy. I guess I can see Ortiz just outpointing him easily. Um, and it's and it's and we're looking at a trifecta loss here, part of the Canelo team. So, Oscar Valdez lost to Shakur Stevenson. Canelo lost to Bivol. And we're gonna get the third Joker, Andy Ruiz. He's gonna lose. To Luis Ortiz. So you talking about Reynoso, Eddie Reynoso's boys? He he lost his uh, best trainer of the year award. You know. Yeah, all his fighters lost so far this year, um, and and convincing losses. It's not yeah. even they weren't competitive fights. Um, I I didn't think he was trainer of the year that year anyway. Just my opinion. I thought I thought um, I thought Derek James should have got it. Errol Spence trainer or even. Um, yeah, I thought Derek James should have got it because he trains Spence and um and Charlo, Jamel Jamel yeah. Charlo, um. But it is what it is. That was that was real political to me, but it is what it is. Um. Also, also, um. Canelo fighting 
Triple G. I'm really not this, interested this in down. that. <laughs> they hate each other. Uh, there's a lot of unfinished business there. And you know what's crazy that Canelo's old. I mean, uh, Triple G's older, mm-hmm. right? And you can see that he's aged. But, you, you know, there's always one more big fight left for an old guy. This might be it. Um, it's not like Canelo throws lots of punches around. Um, this is reti- This is going away party. Canelo going to put him to sleep th- this time. I don't think he's going to knock him out. I mean, Triple G is durable, man. But Night-night. But, but uh, let's just say Triple G beats him. <laughs> they got to fight again. Why? You are, well, you're right. I mean, draw. 1-1-1. One, one, one. Yeah. But Canelo going to want to run it back. And they, they're they going to want to do it because it, it's going to be a money fight. And if I was... If Especially I was, if it's competitive. But th- and then <laughs> Canelo... Because Canelo's talking about after this, he wants the rematch with Bivol. He needs to stay the hell away from Bivol. And and, and Bivol is looking to fight Budaviv. Which is... He should be looking to fight that's him. The big, that's, that's, that's the, the fight. That's the big money fight. Yeah. You know? And I, I never heard ever Canelo say, hey, I want to fight Biv- uh, Bervive. Nah, he ain't going to say that. <laughs> ain't nobody saying that. But Bivol, <laughs> I don't nobody, ain't nobody calling that man out. It's and, been like that for the past credit, three, four years. And, and a, lot of, um, a lot of respect to John Scully because he actually follows us on mm-hmm. this. Yep. So his... Friend, actually, of the, was, friend of the show. Friend, 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 friend of, of the show, yes. We're going to have him again. And actually, I was just talking to him recently because... He's going to buy one of those all-time big screen TVs, the big box, and put it in the backyard of his house to look at boxing film. That's what he told me. <laughs> John Scully, man, he is he is one a, of a kind. One of a kind, but man. But tremendous trainer, man, yep. and, and very knowledgeable, um, very nice guy. Yeah, follow him on uh, follow him on Instagram if you guys... Um, John Scully, the Iceman. Iceman John Scully. One of the best amateur fighters and... Uh, watch our podcast with John Scully. Yes. He talks about the amateurs should fight as much until they get 100 yeah, fights or yeah. whatever because then more people will, will promote you, will support you. You have a big following. You're a lot more relaxed and mm-hmm. cool in the ring. You know, you'll, 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 you know now guys want to turn pro with 10, They're jumping 10 into early. 11 fights. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, not that, it's not that easy, man. You, the more fights you have, the more relaxed, the more calm you're going to be in the ring, the more, uh, the be- better you're going to perform. Yeah, you yeah. Know, and it's going to be easier work, and, and your trainers are going to have an easier time to deal with it. You know, there's yeah. a lot of work to put. Guys get the pros and just start learning, learning on the fly, and it's 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 tough. It's tough. You want to you want to get as much amateur experience as you can. You can see all the different styles. Like look at Lomachenko, like yeah, that guy didn't seen everything in the amateurs. He came. He came. Came hit the ground running. But you got to be special, though. He's special. You got to be special. And um, so to change the subject, right? So somebody asked me about running a boxing gym, right? And I run Boxingology. I'm one of the head owners, the big owner, the one that created Boxingology and brought all the people in here and yada yada yada. So to answer the person's question, it is a very difficult task. And then some. So, for instance, you got to know boxing. You can't just read it. You got you should be somehow a fighter, ex-fighter. Facts. Something that's big in boxing to really relate to fighters, right? You got to be a people person. You can never disrespect the people, yell at them, scream at them, because they're your clientele. They're the ones that make and pay your salary. Um, you always got to come up with workouts so that, they don't get bored of the same thing over and over again. And you want to be a teacher, and you want to not not just sometimes show them techniques or show them different styles, but you want to speak to them, you know, and explain to them reasons why, you know, you want to become great or what to do and how to eat and how to sleep mm-hmm. and how to run and mm-hmm. just little things like that and have a great communication with the fighters because if there's no communication with the fighters, then it's... You're going to have a long road. And you have to promote your gym. You got to do as much as possible to promote. And you and I have to say, if I have to do it all over again, I'll have less partners in, in the in the ring, uh, in, the, in the business. In the business. You know, I had too many partners in the beginning. A lot of them left, some on the way out, whatever. But I would have had very, very little partners and been able to control things a lot different. Uh, it became a lot difficult for me the first two, three years. 
and then you started seeing a lot of things and and uh understanding you know okay if i was to do this again i'm doing this different i'm doing that different mm -hmm. i wouldn't call for that guy um so you learn a lot um and you learn from a lot of mistakes at the end of the day you know it's a business you're looking to make money you want to get world champions as well so that other gyms could respect you um and yeah it's it's uh you know social media is important you know if you don't have other partners promoting as much as you then that's a problem if uh Mm -hmm. You don't have partners putting in as much work as you. That's a problem. Everybody has to put in different type of work, right? Obviously, I'm the head guy, but everyone has to put in some type of work to build this business, right? So that everyone could live with extra income, more cash, um, and that's how it is. Um, it's not easy. You gotta, you gotta, you know, when you do the boxing fights, you gotta call other trainers and and uh, managers and. You know, gym owners, you know, hey, you got somebody for my kid, you know, try to match them up as best as you can where your guys are not going to get killed, but it could be an even match, mm -hmm. you know, you know, they don't want to lose either. So you want to try to have where you guys are like, okay, I agree. This is a good match. Good relationships. Good relationships. And you definitely, you know, and it's happened in the past where we've had fighters go to other places and, you know, you know. Trainers don't know how to wrap hands and things like that. And, you know, uh, every trainer should know how to wrap hands. And we have a few guys that are very good with boxing but don't know how to wrap hands. But I am going to give a course here within the next two weeks and teach these guys how to wrap hands. I think it's something that is important mm -hmm. to do, you know. Um, some people have cut men's that do the cuts and do the wrapping, and that's it, you know. Me... I mean, Angel's first fight, he had uh, Mike Mercado, good friend of mine, who was the cut man, and he repped his hands. And Angel, you know, I didn't have to worry about that. But I think as a, as a trainer, you should know how to wrap hands because you're the one doing pads with him the most. You're the one doing a lot of things with him, holding the bag or holding the, sh the shield. Uh, you want his hands to be protected good a certain mm -hmm. way. So you want to have that, that relationship and it's important. Like when I wrapped Angel's hands for this fight, he told. I asked him, "How do you feel?" I said, "Oh, coach, they feel good." I said, "Do they feel better than the first fight?" You know, because you want to do better than mm -hmm. the last guy, right? So he said, "Yeah, they actually do." I said, "Are you saying that to make me feel good or to piss off the other guy?" He goes, "No, they actually feel better." So I like that, you know, because I learned from Teddy Atlas mm -hmm. how to wrap hands after a whole bunch of, you know, trial and error. But he liked it, and and after the fight. He had no injury, no broken knuckles, wrist was good. And I tell you, he had eight ounce gloves and he was hitting that guy constantly with those, with, with those gloves. Mm -hmm. And you want to protect those hands, especially the hands, you know. Um, so it's important for every trainer. I think it should be mandated. And I've seen many trainers from other gyms come to our shows and they don't know how to wrap hands. Yeah. And they're like, oh, can you yeah. wrap my kid's hands? Yeah. Can you wrap my kid's hands? You know, can you work his corner? Yeah. What the hell are you doing here for? Yeah. You know, like... Yeah, it's, it's crazy. Yeah, and you gotta be like Mike Tyson said. You gotta be a psychologist, a psychiatrist, uh, a best friend, a mother, a father, mm -hmm. a brother, a big brother, a sister, whatever. You know, counselor. You know, you gotta be the trainer, a twenty-four hour day trainer. You gotta always be helping. You know, you gotta be understanding. You gotta be willing to change. Sometimes, sometimes there's things that Angel don't like to do, and 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 he's like. Coach, I don't like that combo. Or I don't like this. And listen, if he doesn't like it, I can't force him to do it. I got to see, like, okay, why you don't like it? What? Explain to me. And if he explains it to me, he's explained to me a lot of times. Right. I said, okay, I see your point, and let's work around that, and we'll do something else. You know, so you have to be willing to communicate, you know, because he, he shouldn't be forced to do something he feels uncomfortable with. And, you know, and, and, and we have to negotiate and find ways how to make – Make things better. So, yeah, the coach's job is very important, very underrated. We get 10%. Some coaches probably get less, but 10%, yeah. Um, so at uh, Angel's $1,000, I got only $100, which is really not a lot. 
but you know you don't want to take a lot mm-hmm. from him you know mm-hmm. and i told him i said i was going to get 15% because i'm also his conditioning coach but that's if i get the victory even though we got the victory angel wanted to give me the whole thousand dollars at uh um on the day of the fight after the fight he's like here i was like what's this he's like the whole money you deserve it coach you got me it's like no 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 nah. no you fought you, you, you fought put for it. it yeah and so i only took 10% if he would have got the victory i would have taken 12% I wouldn't even have taken the 15 and but you know you want to be fair because they're fighting mm-hmm. you know but yeah trainers also get shitted on a lot mm-hmm. a lot of guys get really good and other guys come take them away from you and you're left with nothing you know so it's 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 a difficult sport and um, always treat your fighters like they're champions you know yep. uh, these guys are representing your gym they're representing uh, some people's schools or uh, other clubs and you know you should never disrespect your fighters you should always talk to them as well as your clients um you should never be pushy and bullying them or forcing them to do stuff they should always be in shape they shouldn't be forced to fight if they're not in shape um i'm against that i don't put anybody i don't think is ready or in shape into a match i don't want them to get hurt it's gonna make us look bad so you want to make sure that our that your fighters are always in shape ready to fight that they've done their running that they've been doing their sparring that they listen that they're not injured they're mm-hmm. not hurt they're awake if they get all those things down and they've learned and they're getting they're progressing then yeah we get them into fights i always say if you get if you can have a hundred rounds of sparring and you could do four rounds uh uh sparring right with with over a hundred rounds of sparring during the training camp then you're able to fight in the amateurs. I always tell a lot of amateur kids, like, oh, I want to fight. Okay, give me a... If you can give me a hundred rounds of sparring and you'll be able to do four rounds straight sparring, hard sparring, then yes, I'll put you in there. Some guys, you know, they, they, they only do two rounds and they're exhausted. I yeah. don't know why. It's, three, it's a three-round fight. Yeah, or even less than that. Well, some people do one round, four mm-hmm. apart. Mm-hmm. You know? It, the anxiety or whatever it is, but... They run out of gas, and there's no reason to run out of gas if you're running, you know, and you're doing everything right. You're either smoking or or you're catching anxiety attacks, which is not the sport for you. True. But, yep. I agree with you, my friend. Anything else we're going to talk about? Uh, I think I think we covered a lot today. Um, I think next week we should uh, take some take yeah. some take some more fan questions. Um, we got that one today about the the gym. But I think we should take some more fan questions. Start off with that, and then let's do let's do some lists, man. Let's let's let's. Yeah, we're gonna do a list of. Um, I think they like when we debate. I think I think people like when we debate. Well, let's debate and we, something and real And we fast. and we uh. We usually have different opinions all the time, so. So, they have the pound for pound rankings. Oh here. boy, I hate that shit. Right, this is the box rec one. Um, let me get these two clones out of here. All right, so they got the pound for pound. So they got, they still got Canelo number one. All right, I mean, listen. He, no. No? Nope. Nope, 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 nope. Where will you put him? Canelo, Canelo. Remember, he took, he, he, he fought a bigger guy for another bout. You're taking chances. Canelo is uh, interchangeable with Errol Spence for me. He could be two or three. I have, I have Terrence Crawford at number one. I have Errol Spence at two. Canelo at three. Then Tyson Fury, I'm throwing him at four. Well, he's at four here. Yeah, I'm throwing him at four. And then my fifth man, the fifth man is tough. Because we can go with uh, Inoue. Um, Inoue, they have a number eight. Yeah, we. I mean. They got Triple G above Anyway. Yeah, nah, that's ridiculous. That's 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 ridiculous. Anyway, actually, is a four division champion. I know. Yeah. A lot of people don't follow those little little guys. But yeah, that's the you problem. You have you have to put them up there. Yeah. I mean, all those guys are, are fighters. They train to fight, and he's making everyone look, uh, you know, below, below good. And then you got to give respect to the guys that are undisputed champs, like uh, Jamel Charlo. He's 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 undisputed at 154. So. But Charlo's not even in here. He's not even on there. That's that's like why the. Why is Triple G on there and they Charlo's have, not on there? They have Deontay Wilder number ten, and they have 
Wilder better be number twelve. Wilder should be there, but better be should Not be over better be should be ahead of him at this point, yeah. But Wilder should definitely be there. They got Charlo fifteenth. That's ridiculous. That, and that's Davis, that's 16. current. Current, yes, current. Because they they upgraded the Arthur Butter V victory with Joe Smith. Joe Smith never been knocked out, and Butter knocked him out two rounds. You know, and showed a lot of lot of tricks in that fight. Mm-hmm. He's getting better. And everything. He's, also. They they working it in that All training camp. Stuff. They working. They got Anthony Joshua number eleven. How is he? How is he ahead of Arthur Butter Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, I mean, Josh I Taylor unified the division. I mean, I'm not a big fan of Taylor, but why is he 14th? <laughs> I mean, yeah, I, I think I think what what I what I put into my list is always the competition you fought and your skill level, like you as a fighter. So when I'm looking at the pound for pound list, I don't care if you got belts. I don't care if you you undefeated. If I feel like like Canelo, we can break down. Actually, let's. Terrence Crawford, you could look at Terrence Crawford and be like, this guy is more skilled than everybody. Well, this is the list that they have. Canelo, number one. Crawford, number two. Mm-hmm. Bivol, number three. Wrong. Fury, number four. Usyk, number five. Errol Spence, number six. Uh, Golovkin, number seven. How's Usyk over Errol Spence? Huh? How's Usyk over Errol Spence? That, even, that doesn't even make sense. I mean, he unified the division of Cruiserweight, right? He beat Tony Ballou. He beat all those mm-hmm. guys. Mm-hmm. And then he fought and beat Anthony Joshua. Yeah, but Errol Spence has been beating the top competition at welterweight for the well, past, what? you could say the same thing with Usyk. He ain't been doing it longer than Spence. He ain't, I don't think he's fought a better competition than Spence. Well, listen, he, he fought who he had a fight in his division, right? I mean... If you look at Usyk right now, right? Anthony Joshua, he beat. Mm-hmm. Derek Cicero, he beat. Mm. Chaz Witherspoon. Mm-mm-mm. Tony Bellew. Tony Bellew's. Marek Gasserov, who was undefeated. And uh, Maurice Bridas, who was undefeated. Marco Huck. I remember him. From there, below that, it's just regular dudes. Even though they all have very good records, I didn't see. I don't see anybody he fought that was just like. No. Nah. All the records were like all winners. Yeah, but, but um, the, the the cruiserweight division, you know, that's that's like it's a, it's a different. It's still, not. Still, Tony Blue is a Hall of Famer. Oh no, that's a fact. But Errol Spence is in in the hottest was in the hottest division in boxing, and he beat all the top guys. The only guy he didn't fight was. So I don't I don't have Earl. This is my list, right? So. I don't have Canelo number one. I have, I literally, I actually have uh, um, Inayu number one. Are you serious? Yeah, I have Inayu number one. I have, I have Earl Spence number two. Such okay. a weird. That's such a weird. Go, a, ahead, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I put, I put Arthur Bedoviev number three. Really? Yeah. Uh, cause he just he, he just beat Joe Smith, and he beat before that uh Marcus Brown. Yeah, like it's part but, of the competition. But Bivol is in the same division as him, and I, I can't put either one ahead of each other right now. Well, I put Bivol number uh, number six, you know. I actually have Tyson. Uh, so this is my list, right? The Monster, Inayu, number one. Mm-hmm. Did I say it right, Inayu? I think so. In- number two, Earl Spence. No, right? Did you have Earl Spence number two? Two or three. You can swap, right. you can so swap them with Canelo. So we're okay in that. No, number one, that number one is bad, but go ahead. No, I'm saying, but we're okay in number yes, two. Yes, number two, we good. Number three, I have um, Arthur Bedoviev. See, the, the list is already bad because you're missing a big name, but go ahead. Number four, I have uh, you, You're doing Canelo. it on purpose. <laughs> number four, I have Canelo. <laughs> okay. Number five, I have Usyk. Oh, number six. Oh, my God. No, no. You don't have Terrence Crawford in your your pound for pound top five. He just beat he just beat Porter. That that was it. These nah, guys. you can't say that. He he unified one forty. I have I have I have Crawford number six. There's no way you can have him number six. He already uni- he cleared out the hundred forty pound division. Then then Shakur Stevenson seven. This list is. Ridiculous. I don't have Triple G in the top ten. First of all, no, no. That that is a ridiculous list, bro. I'm gonna Char- tell you. I have Charles number nine. 
Well, we're going to do a list. I'm, I'm just can, running this fast. I know, I know. We're going to do a but... list. You're going to do one next week. I'll do one. Mm-hmm. And we're going to do one with coaches, too. Yes, yes, yes. I, I would love to do that because coaches don't get the shine. Of of this year, of, uh, you know, our time. Our time? Or yeah. No, no. Not, not all time? Not all time. We'll do an all That'd time be, one okay. soon. We'll, all right. We'll have John Scully in that one. And yeah. We'll, I'll tell yeah. him. To make a list, so that way we'll yeah. So we all we all prepare, we all have our list, and then we we debate and we talk about it. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. I want to give good. a shout out to James Tony because I am not buying those cigars yet. He called me again. I'm gonna buy them soon. I promise. He just keeps harassing me. Just not yet, but I will soon. I promise. I promise. I will. Shout out to James Tony. Shout out to James Tony, who's in the Hall of Fame. And uh, what else is going on? We have a fight coming up. In Boxingology, August 6th, I won't be here. I don't think Zaire will be here. We'll be in Florida again yeah, Florida. for Angels fight. Mm-hmm. But the show must go on. There's other guys that are going to be running the show here. I'm just going to set it up, and we're going to go finish the job over there. We're going to be winning everywhere. Yep. Um, and I'm looking to promote boxing professional fights hopefully this year. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. That's going to be big. We and there's it. more big announcements Later during the year as well, so just stay tuned. Boxingology is uh, it's gonna explode. Boom! Wow! T- taking over. That's right. Follow us at Instagram on uh, <laughs> <laughs> Boxingology Pod, man. Follow us at Boxingology Pod. Uh, follow us on TikTok. On YouTube. On YouTube. We everywhere. Follow us everywhere. We about to make a Facebook too, man. Yeah, but, that's right. Make a listen, it is what it is, but. Like, comment, share, subscribe, yeah. do all of that shit. Send uh, us money. Send us some money. Don't forget that. That's do that first. Maybe we should put a thing where they can send money. Cash app, yeah. Yeah, they, oh, they have. We can get a Patreon on YouTube. Yeah, we can do What's that. That's what people like. They pay you money for like you can give them like exclusive content and like certain things. So let's do that. Yeah. I see, and I want to do a show about other people doing boxing shows. Yes. And I want to call out some of these bums. Yeah, because there's a lot of bums out there, and they get a lot of views, and I don't a understand this. A lot of views. A lot of views. But it's all right. We got our loyal 35 people, and we love them. And we I love y'all. I cut my hair. I did my own hair. I'm looking good today. You, Look, you did that yourself? I did it myself. I always cut my own hair. Oh, last, yeah. I mean, you're bald. Dude. last 25 years, I've cut my hair. <laughs> You've been bald for 25 years? Well, no. I had actually had braids, <laughs> a braids one time. You had braids? Yeah, it's a long oh, story. Man. Yeah, long let's, story. let's not do but, that. But uh, but yes, it was a bet. I lost. I wore braids and then I cut them off. I got a picture somewhere. I just don't like looking at it. Next week we need that picture on the show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, we appreciate y'all. Everything um, you said, do yeah, do all that shit. We see y'all next week.